If you or someone you know is looking for reliable legal assistance in the Caribbean, look no further than Caribbean Legal Solutions, your ultimate connection to trustworthy attorneys across the Caribbean. So whether you're a Caribbean residing in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., or anywhere else in the world, they connect you with reliable attorneys based in your home country. Their extensive vetting process and network ensure a peace of mind and accountability. Need help with land ownership, estate matters, or maybe even a local referral here in the U.S.? Their team bridges the gap, reducing your workload and providing you with vetted attorneys for virtually any legal matter. Caribbean Legal Solutions is your reliable partner for legal needs, both local and abroad. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and it's not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. You're listening to Carry On Friends Podcast, Episode 15. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, friends. Carrie Ann here, and welcome to episode 15 of the Carry On Friends Podcast. I'm excited that you're listening. And today I have a special treat. We have a quote-unquote, in-studio guest, our co-host for the summer, Michaela. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Thank you guys so much for having me. Ah, we're excited. <laughs> so um, we're trying something different for the summer in terms of having um, different topics that we're going to talk about mm -hmm. and um, just make things more fun. And Michaela is here to be part of that fun, right? Lots of fun, interesting, and I, I like to see where this goes. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think the listeners will have, you'll get a lot of feedback in terms of, we want your feedback in terms Please. of um, how you think that this is going, so we can try to do more, um, and then even just ideas on topics and things that you would like to discuss or have us discuss um, about things that are going on in you know, your world, um, I think that that would be interesting. Cool. And for those of you, if you, this is your first time listening, Michaela, tell our friends a little bit about yourself. Um, well, by day, I work at a consumer packaged goods company doing um, digital content, uh, managing their content online. Um, by night, I am the fabulous blogger of styleandvibes.com, style well, well. and spell out the and, vibes.com. It's a Caribbean American lifestyle blog. Um, and then I also do some freelance work um, with Triple the Focus magazine doing their content and uh, branching off into doing some other projects as well. So, you know, here in New York, you got to have at least three hustles. Right. We are, we are, we're all about the side hustle. <laughs> we're all about the side. The side hustle is important in this economy. Exactly. You need, it's not a side hustle. It's multiple, multiple income, income streams. Yes. Yes. Side, the hustle part gives it somewhat kind of, an, you know, yeah. negative connotation yeah. sometimes. But, um, yeah, I'm excited that Michaela is here. And because we're trying a new for a, a different format for the summer, I think it's fitting we talk about work life balance, especially since we are trying to incorporate the multiple streams of incomes into our lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
work-life balance is like one of those topics, those hot topics. And I think that it's good that we, you know, kind of delve into it and see how other people deal with it. And we're also going to look at it from a, a Caribbean American perspective because, you know, a lot of, for me personally, that affects how I view work-life balance. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. So work-life balance is our topic for today. And if there's anything that we covered and you have more questions about our feedback, let us know. You can email me at carrianne at carryonfriends.com. And maybe we should set up an email for you to Michaela. Or you could just tell the people where you want them to email you if they have questions specific to what we've talked about. Yeah, sure. You can email me at uh, styleandvibes at gmail.com. Or you can, I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, I'm pretty um, apt to answering all your questions. You can um, hit up my personal account at Miss Michaela, M I S S M I K E L A H. Whoa, we can't spell. Yes. <laughs> um, and definitely, I, I look forward. I'm excited to just see what happens once the listeners hear everything that we've talked about. I hope we don't talk too much because we tend to ramble. ramble. Yes. All right. So, first question. <laughs> What does work-life balance mean to you? I think just being able to juggle um, what you do professionally and how you want to live your life personally is the struggle. Um, I think, especially with technology, the lines have blurred mm-hmm. as to what's business, when does it cut off, and you know, family, so you, sometimes you work with your family or, mm-hmm. you know, it, those lines can be blurred and you're at home doing work mm-hmm. uh, or you're at work doing stuff for home. Right. So being able to complete all the tasks that you've been given in a day, a, a week, a month is, is that idea of work-life balance and constantly juggling between the two that two priorities that you have in a day I mean what do you what what is it to you work-life I think my whole gripe with the term work-life balance just like global warming is is the it's not really a good term for um climate change which Mm -hmm. is really probably the term I think work-life balance is not a really good term because the word balance allows people to think that it should always be even and mm-hmm. it should always have this harmonious thing going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think like it's, I don't even know if I can find a good word. I think it's, you know, all work and no play make Jack a dull boy or Jill mm-hmm. a dull girl. So, yeah. you know, there are times when you definitely have to work. There's work that you have to do. But then when you've done that work, it's time to rest, enjoy your friends and do other things. It's Mm -hmm. doing too much of one thing is just going to be overkill. So I don't know if I like the term work-life balance, but for me, it's definitely making sure that I do a little bit of what I need to do, you know, and in in that way could balance it out. You know, some days it's going to be holy for work and some days it's just, I'm going to sit and binge watch whatever I want to binge watch, you know. I mean, I don't, do you, I don't even know of anybody that has the balance in the terms of what you're talking about and does it exist and how, 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 how can I get there? I think I was reading, um, it's this hilarious Instagram post and it was like, 
These natural hair care bloggers, they got their home mom's natural, their dog is natural, they buy all <laughs> vegan, they have four kids, their husband is natural, and they look flawless every time you see them. Like, that's not reality, but it's, exactly. it's that perception that, you know, um, we strive for that perfection and, and being balanced as, as the right. way that you put it. Um, and I think even I feel bad when one outweighs the, the other. other. It's right. the guilt factor that right. kind of intimidates us because you feel guilty if you don't pay enough attention to work or you feel guilty if you don't pay enough attention to your family and friends. And where do you fit in in that whole process? Because sometimes I have no idea. Well, an article that we shared, the Business Insider article, spoke yeah. about the CEO, um, Ryan Smith, he's a startup for Qualtrics. They make more than $5 million. And he has a coach that says, you know, work life is like a plane that, you know, balances on one side at some times yeah. and it goes back on the other side. I call it like a seesaw or teeter totter or whatever mm -hmm. they call it. You know, sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down and that's how it should be. I think you touched on perception. Mm -hmm. There's social media. I tell you, it has, it has its benefits, but boy, sometimes there's these perceptions that your life has to be perfect and you're, you, you, you gotta every, it's on fleek or whatever it is. It's like, oh, everything. And, and that's fleek. not, <laughs> it's not reality. And so. I think work-life balance is more of doing as much as you can when you can, and then just trying to round out the other parts of your life Yeah. when, when, when you do have the time or, you know, should make time for it. So what strategies have you tried in terms of work-life balance? Strategies. Um, I think, the best strategy is to not multitask. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. Because if I'm not in the moment of what I'm doing, then I'm not going to finish it wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, I think this one article was giving you tips on how to live a balanced life. Like mm -hmm. if you're at your kid's soccer game, be at your kid's soccer, soccer game. game. If you're at work and you have a deadline, just be at work and have your deadline. Mm -hmm. um, I think we have been conditioned. And, and I speak to so many people. They're like, you have to multitask. Mm -mmm. I feel like my brain doesn't really multitask. It just one Diminishing thing, returns. It dimin yeah, it diminishes the amount of the quality. Mm -hmm. Not that I can't. Because, yeah, I can do both at the same time. But if I'm... If I'm texting and watching my daughter's game, mm -hmm. my attention isn't focused on one or the other. Right. It's focused on how can I balance both of them at the same time. Right. Um, so I, but the problem is, is with me personally. So even in that instance, let's, let's take this whole soccer game bit. Mm -hmm. I'm at the soccer game. I want to take out my phone to take a picture. Oh, I take a picture. Oh, let me check my Instagram. Instagram let me right. check it on Facebook. But make sure I post it by this. She scores. Right. It's like, that's exactly what I said to a friend last night. I said, I, before selfies and all of this, I had, I was like, um, I was a pro on taking the camera, flipping it and just taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And I said to my husband the other day, you notice I don't take a lot of pictures anymore. He's like, why? I said, I don't know. I, the fun is out of taking the pictures for everything. It's like, 
Let's take a picture. And before you know it, you're taking the picture, you're posting it on Instagram or whatever. And before you know, it, you start scrolling up and down. Yeah. And before you know it, 30 minutes pass. And the moment for which you wanted to capture is gone. Is gone. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong in taking pictures. It's just that take the picture and like get back to that moment, you yeah. know, because you can never relive that moment. Right. So, you know, so managing social media is probably yeah. one of the big things in terms of, I think the biggest thing about social media is about capturing that moment, moment. in the moment. Right. Um, a lot, it has, it, it's so in- instantaneous that it has, because social media as that is that way, we've almost programmed our brains to be the same way right. as people. Um, so you kind of have to separate the two in terms of how you think about the idea of multitasking. Yeah, the internet can do multiple things mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. but you as a person, you really can't. So you have to be able to mentally switch it off like have certain rules that you have. Right. So, you know, mine is if I'm in the moment, be in the moment. moment. But if I'm watching like reality TV, I have to have Twitter on fleek <laughs> because the commentary is what makes it. Right. So I, I know like what my balance is right. in terms of my personal life. I wake up. The first thing isn't my phone that I reach for. Mm-hmm. It's like a glass of water right. or, you know, I say a little prayer, prayer and that's how I get on my day. I don't pick up the phone and I'm, you know, so many people, you know, I have this bad habit. Sorry, taking the phone to the bathroom and you end up spending 10, 15 minutes and I just had to go number one. So like, <laughs> so now he's like, knocking up, mommy, are you coming out? Like, yes. I just wanted 10 minutes to really be on Facebook with no interruptions. So this is my moment. Right. And those are, you know, right. those are the moments that I'm like, well, sorry, right. you know, right. those are what they are. But when you're in that moment, being in that moment, right. I know somebody going to be like, well, if you're using the bathroom, use the bathroom, mm-hmm. but that's, that's the kind of multitasking yeah. I can do. Is right. Something mindless with something, something engaged. Engage. You can't have two engagements going on at the the same same time time. all right so multitasking you avoid multitasking where where necessary necessary what else have what other strategies have you used in terms of work-life balance talk about the hustle the sorry the multiple streams of income efforts i think that multi getting that multitasking thing down to a t is really key for me Uh, and i only go back to it because like i said if i'm working and i have a deadline i need to meet that deadline and if i if i'm if i'm working on something just work on that one thing and being able to your my brain goes and it goes and it thinks i'm doing something and I'm thinking about everything else that I have to mm-hmm. do rather than being in that moment and finishing the completed task. So what I'll tend to do is any, anything that comes into my brain, I'll write it down. Mm-hmm. I have this, you know, note, ongoing notebook of things that I need to do. Um, I even keep the notes in my phone. So I have multiple notes going on. But for me, writing or typing it out physically helps mm-hmm. me to remember it later. I might go back in and create like a task list or something like that. But half the time, I never go back, back to, to it. Back to it, right. So I just, I'm I, I'm a little old school. I love digital and all its, you know, glory. But when I write it down, I remember, remember to do it. Right. I If I cross it off, I know that it's done. done. I like to so, do that too. So um, 
writing it down and I, for each day I have a personal, um, a personal to-do list and a professional to-do list. Mm -hmm. And there are no more than five things on that to-do list every single day. Um, so whether it's cost and I school, register her for this cook, cook, make sure I get stopped by the grocery store to get this to cook for dinner. Like it's literally that simple Simple. Mm -hmm. because it's, it's about forming good habits and it could be this project has to get done. And then I've started to silo my work projects. Mm-hmm. So I'll do like, I have a notebook for at work and I leave it at work. Mm-hmm. And then I have a notebook at home mm-hmm. that I'll kind of carry between the two because sometimes on lunch, I'm thinking about something or I whatever. I do the same thing. I, and when I, when I say to my coworkers that I separate, I said, there's work and there's home and I separate them. And they're like, what? I'm like, you have to, mm-hmm. you have to separate um, work and home in terms of the things you have to do. So for me, for a long time, I, I've considered myself, I like, I like my sleep, but I've found the benefits of getting up very early. So mm-hmm. I usually get to work at least 30 minutes before I'm supposed to get to work. And I love those 30 minutes because nobody's in the nobody's office. Nobody's there. Yeah. I get some stuff done or, um, that's how I feel on Saturday morning. Saturday I get up, I, I make my, my cup of coffee, I sit down with my iPad or my book, and I literally read for a half an hour. I don't care what it is that I'm reading. I could be reading blogs, I could be reading articles, I could be reading um, an actual book. Yes, right. those do exist. exist. Um, but I have to do that every Saturday now. Like, it's a dedicated half an hour. That, uh, and either either I get up a look like I think this morning I got up at seven thirty, and I swear to you my daughter has like the sixth cent on when I get up because she literally gets up half an hour later. <laughs> so she's like my time. Like okay, now I got to get my day started because she's right. hungry. Right, and then I'll go to everything else. But it's that idea of mentally preparing yourself right. for the day. So I do get up early too during the week. And and that helps because then you plan out your day. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, a strategy I like to use is a to-do list in a way, but more of things I need to accomplish for today and make it visible. And so like you, I, I, li- I have a big five subject notebook and the first subject or the first section of that book is just my list of things to do. It's more like an agenda. And it's also a visual reminder that we're... S- there's so many things that distract us at any given moment. So I like that list in front of me. So if I get distracted, I just look at this thing again and say, oh yeah, I need to be back on target. It's mm-hmm. like um, redirecting my focus for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Yeah. So um, I, I also use a DVR. TV, and there's just so many shows competing for the attention. So I use my DVR and on demand a lot because live TV... Um, I'm not watching commercials. I want to skip through that. And I'll be honest, I skip through a lot of the shows because certain things are predictable. I know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. They're going to have a fight. I don't need to really see the details of it. I just skip through that, get to the other part. And if there was something I miss, I go back. Mm -hmm. It is watching the show. I enjoy it. I still get the same information. You're skipping the show like you skim a book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I do that a lot. I rarely watch things live. Um, maybe I used to watch Scandal live, but the last season, uh, I didn't really like it. Uh, I was not feeling the I'm last season. I'm Olivia. I'm, 
I never liked it for Fitz and I never, Olivia. See, this, I did Carrie, not me li- and you is here because I never liked them too. We're going off a tangent, but we should. <laughs> you know, I didn't like it for that. I liked it for being, it was like a sleuth. And someone said, what do you mean by yes. sleuth? I'm like, all right, we're going to go back. To- we need a dictionary around here because you need to know what sleuth means. Okay. Right. But I really liked it for the investigative action right. and, you know, yes. trying to solve crimes. It got, and too stuff. Mu- it, it got too much about Olivia and it, not enough about the issue she's supposed, supposed to be, be solving. solving. Exactly. So it was just like, man, we back here with this. And they, I'm like, oh my goodness. I had, if I want to see relationships and mix up in relationships, I'll go back to Grey's Anatomy. I think it, it was it was entertaining, but I was just like, I'm so over, over this. It. Either you guys get together or y'all don't. Right. And save us all the trouble. Right. Right. I, I just couldn't. But so, yeah. So I, I could DVR. care like, D, Yeah, DVR. I, I, I still have like about a couple episodes from the last season that I haven't watched. Oh, cause... just watch the last one. Oh, gosh. It'll I, wrap it all up. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't. So DVR, um, a list of things to do. And... Um, what else do I do to help me balance work and life? I think the big thing that I do, um, my husband and I, we don't talk about work at home. You know, if I want to know how his day is, you know, we probably do it as a pleasantry, not that we don't care, but I try not to take work home. There are times that I have to do work from home because mm-hmm. of the nature of my job. And it's, it's more like, Oh, I got to do, I have to log on and get some work done. But mm-hmm. I try not to talk about work at home because, you know, home has enough things to do yeah. to, to, to take up the time as opposed to filling that with work. And, um, the only time we probably talk about work is if it directly affects us. So yeah. the office is moving to another state yeah. or it's moving locations, little stuff like that. But I don't get into the details of my job. And it's not like I don't like my coworkers or my job. I really want to draw the line in the sand and mm-hmm. say, when I leave this place, I have to turn go home, off. turn it off because I got a little one coming in. I got to deal with homework. I got to deal with being big sister, daughter, got all these other things. So that I try to do. And, and I like that. I like it. Um, that's awesome. Let me write that down because I might need that as a strategy. No, no. Yeah. 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 We like, and it wasn't always like that. We had to do that after maybe, maybe four jobs back or something like that. It was really crazy. It was really stressful. I I mean, I, I think I could get it because I think. Uh, one of the articles you sent me, it was talking about how your spouse yes, yes. also is in the the job with you. So whatever attitude you come with, you bring home, home right? It reflects positively or negatively mm-hmm. um, on your spouse. So I, I I definitely see the effects of that. But sometimes if I have a bad day and I need to vent about it, he got to be the ear to listen. So. <laughs> That's, that's my only, you know, but I, I try not to, cause usually when the moment I walk out of work, it's more, but the conversations that we do have are more about the side hustle stuff right. or, you right. know, the other stuff that I want to do, dreaming right. big and running these ideas right. past, um, someone who you confide in. Right. Um, I think that that's cool, but bringing office drama home, uh, yeah, Mm-mm. I'm not for it either. Nope. Nope. We're not here for that. So work-life balance fails. What have you tried to do to kind of balance out, you know, your professional life, 
you know, the multiple streams of incomes and, you know, just family life. Or- I think saying yes to everything. Oh, my gosh. I have learned. And, and then learning no as a complete sentence. No. No excuses. No. No. No, I can't. I can't. But why? No. It, it don't work. I get invited to happy hour Every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I can't. I see you guys for 10 hours. I would like to see my family and other friends. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I don't I, need to be at every happy hour. No. I. <laughs> I She's be, like, I'm just saying no. No. It, it, no without know, explanation. Like, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> you know, I usually. And man, I, know, I don't do it. I don't do it. And again, it has nothing to do with my coworkers or where I work. It's just. Man, I got so many things to do and I have to look at this and say, how is this going to help me in the long run accomplish what I need to do? Mm -hmm. And I can't. So I have to, you know, we all get the same 24 hours. So I have to really manage that 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, going out is, isn't something that with coworkers or even with friends, sometimes I have to say, you know what? I have to cut back on the hanging out because I gotta, you know, I'm hanging out with you and I have to negotiate hanging out with my family. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, yeah, sometimes that doesn't work very well. So learning to say no is something that I'm learning to, to do, especially in the last year or so, just saying, I can't do it. Or, you know, I love to help. And um, other people with their stuff, whether it's, you know, building their side hustle slash multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. And I have to look at that and say, I have to scale back a little bit Mm -hmm. and um, evaluate why you're doing these things in the first place and how they're going to add to your value or not. Let's take a quick break. Want to include your property in Jamaica in your U.S. will? Need to close the bank account you opened back home all those years ago? Skip the guesswork and let the Caribbean Legal Solutions team of experienced professionals take care of your legal needs. With Caribbean Legal Solutions, you get the peace of mind that only vetted and accountable legal experts can offer. Learning that you have a legal issue abroad can be stressful. Finding an attorney to help shouldn't be. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today to find the dependable legal support you need. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean legal solutions and is not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. Right. It's 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 what I I call team too much. Mm-hmm. It's just doing you too, too much. You're doing too much. Doing too much. I think. And then the other thing that uh, uh, work I'm life, gonna hashtag that team too much. Yes. <laughs> A fail, a work-life balance fail for me is surprisingly on the life side, right? So coming, I was born in Jamaica. I lived there for up until I was, what, like 14. And traditionally, Saturday is cleanup time. I think I did an article like Saturday is like the minute you get up, you're cleaning all day, every day. And then you're finished and you're like, I'm tired. And then I'm like, I... I, I can't help but be in that same vein. So when I come home, all I want to do is clean up. Lord, the house is a mess and I'm upset and the house must be clean. Mm-hmm. And then my sister-in-law was just like, you know what? 
If it's dirty, it's dirty. I'm tired. I'm not going to do all this cleaning only to be tired and not enjoy the, the house day. anyway because yes, I'm, yes. I'm tired. Especially in the wintertime. I clean when it's dark outside and, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm not about to waste my 10 out, like, couple hours of sunlight cleaning. Right. And, it, you know, and I want to enjoy my coffee. <laughs> And I feel bad because, you know, I think back to my grandmother and, you know, the cleaning and I feel bad. My mom comes over and she's like, Mickey, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, you more than welcome. I'll do it when I get to it. You know, it's just reevaluating. Yes. And I don't feel bad. I, but that has been something that I've been struggling with last, like for the whole last year. I was like, oh my God, my house is a hot mess. I no self-respecting Caribbean woman should have yeah. the house looking like this. And the key to that is throwing it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it out. That's the other when they not the kids too. I throw out Sanai stuff all the time when she's not looking because I don't. If you don't have clutter, there's nothing to clean up. Right. And at the end of the week, if it's on the floor, it's going in the garbage. Right. Right. And all these teddy bears, I'm not having it. You got to get rid of one. Two, three, at least. If if two more is coming in, you got to get rid of three. I, same with my clothes. Same with my files. Same, like if it if it's coming in, something gotta go out. Like I'm not. Having, I'm not good with that. I, that's the reason I don't have so much furniture in my house. I don't like to dust. Well, for years, for years, like I don't vacuum. <laughs> Let me okay. tell you something. For years, there's very little furniture upstairs, yeah. and. One, we have young kids, so they need to run around yeah. and, you know, a whole bunch of furniture is not the move. And I remember no. growing up in the Caribbean, we're like, you can't do anything. You have to really sit still because if you breathe, you're going to break the figurine. Or you sit down on the plastic <laughs> and you stick to it. Right. Right. So in that sense. Like, no one's going to even feel it if there's plastic on it. <laughs> no, but, you know, so so I've been really struggling with not being so caught up in making sure the house is clean. And yeah. and that's a fail, surprisingly, on the life side because it's not really work. I think yeah. I have work kind of down pat, but with life. And so epiphany came when my sister-in-law, when she first came here from Jamaica and it was Thanksgiving and Christmas, we'd be up at like five, six o'clock and we'd be cooking and we're like, yeah, dinner is three and all no, six o'clock come and it, no dinner yet. And she's like, you know what? This has to stop. All right. This has to stop. So knowing that, you know, just spending time with family because all day cooking is, is not really spending time with the family. It's let's cook enough that we have some extra you know we could eat twice and have some leftovers for the next day but really the whole point of thanksgiving and christmas is being in the moment with family i break so, so many traditions it's not even funny <laughs> i <laughs> my mom and kirk's mom was at the house the other day and they were talking about me as if i wasn't there they're like yeah mickey no cook pasta <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm I'm just going to make something quick. I'm not going to get up early. I just feel like I get up early. So I get up at 5.30 every day, Monday to Friday. And neither of them get up that early. And I feel like Saturday and Sunday is my one day to sleep in till 8 o'clock. Right. Not get up and do more work. Right. I'm, if that's the case, you're quite literally working seven, seven days, days a week. Exactly. 
and there is no there are times there is no time for relaxation and just recouping and getting your I I understand why they do it and mm-hmm. why they did it and why those those things work for them and their lifestyle different times now but it, it's just a different time like my mom my mom has one job mm-hmm. she doesn't so the fact that she is going to work and she pretty much she does work from home sometime and she's in school but she doesn't I I have a lot of things that I'm trying to accomplish so it's a matter of how much time you're going to spend and where you're going right. to spend that time right so I prefer to spend that time just hanging out with my daughter or mm-hmm. being a not to say that cleaning isn't productive and by all means I don't have a, a dirty house no, right you know I still do the the bleaching and the you know the right. cleaning and and, and and things of that nature but I'm not gonna get up and cook the biggest pot of rice and peas with fish and oxtail and this and then I cook for the week and like I just want to make something and especially in the summertime I want to uh, enjoy the, the summertime. Oh like my goodness. cleaning the is the last thing. Sun. Trust me, I I really think that if I had the money, I would hire. I would somebody, hire somebody yes. to clean. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. And I don't feel any shame now. I used to feel like you're a Caribbean woman and you want to hire somebody to clean your house. Eh, 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 your ten my mother had a helper. The whole they the helper wash, cook. Clean. So I don't know. So all she had to do was dust the little figurine down on the on the <laughs> table. So it's not like she had to do this extensive cleaning hand. You know what I mean? Right. Like most in Jamaica, you also have a helper. Right. So the cleaning that you do, quote unquote, is more like tidying up because right. the helper does everything. everything. Right. So you don't have to wash. You're not washing clothes and you know what I mean? Hanging them on the line. Or, yeah. You might have to go pick them up and fold them. But I it's a different. I can't, I can't have no helper. So opposite. if hiring a cleaning lady once a week or once a month. Once a month. Yeah. I, would, I, I would be open to that. We're going to find month. us a housekeeper. No. So, and someone that really, you a know, cleaning person. do, do, do decent work because it's not that I don't want to. It's just that. No, you I'd want rather... somebody to do it corner to corner like your mom tell you to <laughs> and you can't get to. Exactly. But I'd rather spend that moment with family or yeah. to, to rest because that's really what I want. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you probably had a helper. No, I, for, for my Caribbean American listeners, I had to get the red genie polish. And go the and coconut? the coconut, yes, all of that had to happen, right? I had to wash my uniform. So Saturday literally was an all day event with cleaning. And I don't want to do that. I don't, I, I, so I look at cleaning now, like with some form of resentment, I need to do it, but I look at it with one form of resentment, like it's too much work. So. I almost try to do it on Friday, right? When I come in after work, because I'm already on, on work, work mode. mode right. So I'm like, let me just straighten up and clean this real quick. Right, and right. then I'll be done for the weekend. That's good. That's another strategy that I use in terms of balancing work and life and getting more efficient. It's goal stacking. Like yeah. you, if you're, if you're already in the mood to clean or you're already, you know, in that, all right, mm-hmm. I got things to do. Just do, do it. it. So that's, I try to do that. So let's talk about side hustle work life like how how do you what one tip do you use to kind of earmark time because time is a big currency right now right every me and bill gates have the same time you know we get 24 hours me and beyonce at the same time (laughs) i mean granted they have other people to help them maximize their 24 hours but how do you 
make time for if especially if you're trying to run multiple side hustles you know how do you make time for that you know so we get 24 hours you figure you get what eight hours of sleep you know i uh, all right let's say six 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 hours of sleep, then you spend an average of maybe two hours in the morning at least to get ready to go to work, bring the baby to school, and then you drive to work. I take the train, so that's another hour and a half of commute, which I maximize by reading. So my reading happens every day on my commute back and forth. And then you have, what, your eight hours of work, your other hour and a half commuting, and then you get home, you have this really small chunk of time Mm -hmm. to really get in family time, get in, you know, side hustle time. And if you're like me, where my job, for lack of a better word, I have a work device and I'm, I'm sort of on call 24 hours, you know, just kind of looking at that. Um, How do you kind of find that balance? Um, Well, I think it's taken a very long time. Um, I've always always, always, always had multiple jobs, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a paper route and I did babysitting and I did school and I did dance. So the idea of being able to do, like, I've never, I've always been multifaceted in the things that I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that mindset has always been there to, like, if I'm not doing multiple things, I feel like I'm, lazy and I'm not, you know, being pro- as progressive as I should be. I think that has, that's the no Caribbean ambition. thing. No ambition. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You don't want to be a child with no, no ambition. ambition. Right. Um, so being able to just allot a certain amount of time to do certain things and knowing when to cut those things off. I was actually having a conversation with a former colleague of mine and I'm like, from a work perspective mm-hmm. i'm very happy where i am mm-hmm. i like that i can go to work on time leave at a semi-decent on time um there are days where i do work late mm-hmm. but i refuse to bring work home i do bring my laptop home mm-hmm. if there are emergencies um and you know during key busy time periods for mm-hmm. the business right. i'll be available right but any other time you can't like my email does not go to my phone. Mm-hmm. No, I, uh, and that's why what? I have two. I have two devices. Yeah. I'm not big pimping. I have a separate. No, I, phone. I, 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 you can refuse the the BlackBerry. Yeah. Um, you can refuse. You know the the technology. I, I guess I, I'm not at a high enough level where it's expected of me to to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, and I feel like people also respect your time a little bit more well, right. when they know you have a cutoff. Because I also worked previously where I was always on, mm-hmm. and nobody respected the fact that I wanted to take time for myself. Right. So setting those boundaries mm-hmm. at the very beginning mm-hmm. is very key. And then once um, I know exactly what I have to do, mm-hmm. I can actually accommodate my time accordingly. Right. So if I know I'm working on a triple the focus, you know, issue and mm-hmm. it's, I have, I have all the content maybe two to three weeks out I'll, I, I, I'll try not to procrastinate that, Mm -hmm. that process. So I'll do like two articles here, two, 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 two. So I spend like an hour and then I'll actually visualize how you spend your day. So for at the big, 
not at the beginning, I think at the beginning of last year, mm-hmm. I started being more conscious of how I spend my time and right. what I spend my time doing. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Julian. Um, I can't remember. I remember his name is Julian and I can't remember what organ- Oh, it's going to slip me, but I'm, I'm going to make sure I, I give you guys the link in terms of who he is and what he's done. I was listening to a podcast of his and, uh, or a video actually. Is it Julian Gordon? Julian Gordon. Oh my yes, God. Yes, oh yeah. Julian yes, Gordon yes, is my, yes, um, yes. my, co- well, guaranteed goals group. I yes. do his group and, um, the high performer plan. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? His like his. Maybe he, but he was just talking about it and I was, he's just like, he created like a timetable. Oh yeah. I have that. I have you an have extra the... one that I plan to give you today. Like see, I, I have one. I made it myself. Oh, but no, I see your one. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll look at yours and see, but I, after he that. said that, I said, Oh, I was like, let me see how I spend my time. Mm-hmm. And you would not believe how much wasted time mm-hmm. you, f- you see, or you're like, this really took me five hours to do. Mm-hmm. Like it should have taken me like four. Right. And if you started like from when I started to when I completed it and even like doing freelance work, when right. you want to identify how much you want to charge yeah. and you want to say, well, I spent this amount of time right. on it. So I would need to be paid this amount of hours. Right. And it, it for that the the quality. This is what I'm gonna charge you for. Well, for about seven months, I was unemployed, and I think that my best lessons happened during that time because as much as I was home, I still was working on the blog, mm-hmm. the podcast, and me trying to create something with the multiple streams of income and putting hard stops on activities or or mm-hmm. tasks or meetings is very important because. You know, you, you've already doled out the time. Mm-hmm. I, I really got to end this call at this time because I have something else that needs to happen and I cannot afford for this to run over because then it creates this domino effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely I get it. What's your cutoff time at night? I work later. The thing I like, I like Julian's plan, but I start earlier in the morning. The last couple months, honestly, I haven't been getting up, but I, um, I could go up to 11 at night. Mm-hmm. And what I've been trying to do is use my morning hours because I read an article. Again, when I was unemployed, as much as I was home, I'm like, listen, not because I'm unemployed. You know, I you know, unem- I got to find a job and looking online for a job is mm-hmm. a lot of work. But you're also stay at you're, you're at home. You're now a stay at home mom. And that's a lot of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But getting up earlier, I recognized that I had more energy and activity once I got up because Mm -hmm. I don't know if there was some chemical in the brain or something, but I had all this energy and I took naps during the day, which also helps. Mm -hmm. So having a timeline, I went and I got one of those daytimer things and I wrote it down. Even my operation clean home. So last summer I wanted to clean the house on top to bottom and I created a timetable. I said from one o'clock to two o'clock, I'm cleaning the kitchen and I break out exactly what I'm going to be cleaning in the kitchen. And it was so productive to do that. It was unbelievable. Now, do I stick to that schedule all the time? No, but I know if I need to get on a routine, I just kind of have to redirect myself to go back to a timetable because a timetable will work. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I do have a work device, but I have to say what's really great about the job, my job and the company that I work for, they are really making an effort to balance my time in terms of having 
life outside of work. Mm -hmm. So there are moments where I'm just monitoring my emails, but I don't necessarily have to do work. Mm -hmm. And and that's because I have another group of teammates who are monitoring my projects once I leave. And if they have questions, I have to make sure that I'm paying attention, but I'm not necessarily responding. And I have, um, you know, you have certain clients and projects that mm-hmm. you need to be on call for. And, I, and that's the thing. There are times, I think, in any industry where you're just going to have to work late. There's a deadline that has to yeah. be met and you mm-hmm. just have to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the problem happens when this is constant and at one point in my life I was working seven days seven days a week I was working all hours and I think I think that wasn't really great Mm -hmm. for my family Mm -hmm. but um I tried to get up earlier to do the non-work stuff early um and then when I come home it's full-on work stuff and so for like for the blog, a strategy that I, I, I picked up while I was work, while I wasn't working was to plan out my posts and write as much as I can mm-hmm. and try to schedule my posts in advance. So I'm not scrambling to figure out what I'm going to write about or mm-hmm. do a podcast about. Yeah. When you in sit advance. down to do it, you're like, I'm so tired. I don't even know what exactly. to write. I don't know what to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. So I try to do that and trust me, there's some, there's one, there's, I, I alternate weeks. Cause so one week I'm focused on, all right, I got to post, I got to schedule that. I have something in the pipeline and the next week I'm free. I'm like, I ain't got to worry about no post Cause one is already scheduled. I already yeah. wrote that article and it's ready to be published. So yeah. I think planning in advance is, is, is one of the strategies, especially as a blogger, podcaster, you have to do that. And then that frees up the time because that's one activity and that frees up the time for other stuff. The other thing that I'm looking into is just recognizing that I'm just one person and I can't do everything. I was just going to ask you, how do you, how do you deal with the idea of not being able to do it all or get everything that you want done like i'm constantly every time like i I had my cutoff time i was asking you what your cutoff time was because my cutoff time is like 11 Mm -hmm. anywhere between 11 and 12 depending on and i'm naturally a a a night owl me too so turning it off at 11 or 12 is harder for me because i can keep going to like maybe two right but then when i have to turn around and wake up in the morning. morning. So, um, over the last two years, I've been able to kind of retrain and I'm like, I have to go to bed no matter what. Right. But I always have this guilty feeling of when I close that computer, I, that I have not, do. I just have so much more to do, so little time to do it in. And it, it's, it's frustrating, I mm-hmm. think. And sometimes you just want to be like, ah, throw up the hands and I should, I just want to walk away from it all because right. I don't have time to do any of it. Right. Um, I think those have been like my personal struggles in terms of being able to, but then I'll do that. And then I'll just get right back to it. I think once it's just in the moment you feel like, uh, like I can't, or like not only that, like my brain quite literally shuts down. If you think about it, if I'm going, 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 my brain is on Mm -hmm. constantly from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to bed. And part of that, I, I feel like, especially as I get older, that lack of sleep mm-hmm. is takes oh, its toll. Wow. Yes. And grouchy. Although, yeah. Yeah. No, we don't say grouchy. Miserable. Miserable. So I mean, cross. Hungry. Miserable. Miserable. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> we're, we're, yeah, that's a, a Caribbean inference there. Um, but let's see. I mean, there are times I have to push myself, but I, I'm I'm really getting into what what can I do that I can ask someone else to help me to do, mm-hmm. or now really paying someone else to do because it has to free up my time to do other things mm-hmm. and this thing about doing everything. But you know, the other thing that I've discovered in the past seven months, so Julian Gordon, you mentioned him, he has a guaranteed goals group mm-hmm. and it's accomplish a goal every 30 months. And I just did a review of his book. And one of the other things about balancing work and life is like, we have this everlasting to-do list. And the whole concept of the guaranteed goals group is really, you just have 12 goals that you accomplish throughout the year as, as opposed to having like 50 or whatever on your list. And it forces me to slow down. And the good thing about setting one goal for the month is it refocuses mm-hmm. um, me. So when I want to say, oh, wow, I have to do this and I have to do that, I have to do this. And I have to then stop and say, how is this going to help me accomplish the goal that I set for myself mm-hmm. for the month as opposed to trying to get things done? And the interesting thing about that, I realized that all these things that I have on my to-do list, they aren't really to-dos. They're just things that I, I'd yeah. like to do. Yeah. They they sound like it's something that I should be doing, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily need to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm learning in terms of balancing my time, life, and work, and side hustle stuff. Um and then the other thing too, it's a life thing. So did we talk about that? Not every pun, not where I forgot, not every party or not everything. Yeah. We, we did that. We didn't. We didn't. Oh, it's yeah. Been. Oh, so it, yeah. The Caribbean um, saying is not every, it's on every pun, not you have to go, meaning not every party and not every get together. Mm-hmm. Every you, you don't have to. There are times where just staying home and just chilling is, yeah. is good. Yeah. And I'm, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm reading Ariana Huffington's um, book, Thrive, Mm -hmm. which is about reevaluating and which is why work-life balance comes in because Mm -hmm. it's reevaluating how we define success because right now success is defined in terms of money Mm -hmm. and status Mm -hmm. and success is also um, how we, wisdom, wonder and i can't remember the third one that's to show how much i'm reading the book right but (laughs) i think we went to i think i'm at wisdom the third metric i haven't figured so it's three metrics she's saying and taking care of yourself and meditating and i think that's the that's the part of work-life balance that Mm -hmm. makes it hard you feel like work and life there's just so much you have work you have life you have your personal well-being is one aspect. There's so many parts of that. Mm-hmm. So me just not, and, and, and I think family understands that. And I think I'm at a point where I tell my friends, if you don't hear from me, it don't mean anything. I just, I'm just chilling. We just taking some time out. So yeah. it's important to just, just not do anything sometimes. It's just, yeah. just being the house and not leave. And relaxing because you also need to have those moments to kind of decompress. Mm-hmm. And how I decompress is with my journal. Yeah. I, I write a lot in the journal. I do a brain dump. I just write, 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 write until I feel like, all right, I've cleared out all the other stuff. Yeah. Now I could write about something profound in my journal 
or like the other day I was writing in my journal and I was falling asleep. <laughs> so you see the trail, the trail, you know? So, I mean, and, and that's not good because how can I fall asleep doing something like that? You know? Yeah. So, but there are moments like last week was a bad week, but you know, it happens. We all have them. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing. We shouldn't beat up ourselves because we have a busy week or it, we didn't get to spend enough time with family. Mm-hmm. The, the key to the balance is identifying, you know, for the past two weeks, I haven't really slowed down or had time to relax or spend time with the family. You know what? This week, date night, date night or family date night, yeah. you know, just setting those hard, hard stops. Hard like, stop, you yeah. know, Friday at eight o'clock, we're going out. We're going to do this. We're going to go Coney Island. We're going to do something. Yeah. I think those are important things in terms of managing our time and really this balance thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a constant juggle, I guess. And, and I think the more, the more you practice what, and especially defining what your balance is, right? You know, it what differs is, for all it of differs, us. It yeah. differs for all of us. So, you know, being able to run your own race at your own pace and, and do it wholeheartedly mm-hmm. where you are. I think that that's, um, important because you could, all these moments gonna, are gonna fly by and mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to recognize, um, the good and appreciate the, the struggle that you, right. you continuously have. So. I think um, we're all in the struggle together. We sure are. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up soon. And um, I'm just curious. Do you think there's anything? There's a saying that what was once old is now going to be new. So or, our parents, grandparents, they obviously don't have the things pulling for our attention as they are now when, you know, they're mm-hmm. managing their house. But I'm sure there were things that they did that can we can use and apply to now at least one thing i guess i'm trying to think yeah there there has to be one thing that i think there are values in terms of and here i think we we are in the middle of of what could be because i could see like my daughter's generation be so, be so autopiloted mhm uh, whereas we are a mix of both worlds, we have to, you know, have some sort of emotion mm-hmm. and because we grew up in the age of developing those technologies, right. we know, we all know what AOL dial-up sounds like uh, 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 and right. Sanai will never know that. Right. It's just, she has Wi-Fi and it's immediate. Yeah. She gets her Netflix immediately. Right. So we under, we understand and we can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But she's, she's never going to know what that AOL yeah. dial up sounds like unless we replay it for her. And, you know, she doesn't, she's not, never going to have to rewind a tape right, or right. tape it back together when the tape burns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. those are things that, but at the very same time, I don't know what an eight track player, you is, know what I mean? Is, right. or, you know, I, I do know what vinyl is yeah. showing my age, but, um, it's it's up to us to really ca- take those values and instill it with the new flavor of what's in light for for technology right. cuz because if i i think if we don't you know we're just going to be a bunch of people who are just walking they're going to pretty soon we, we all walk down you know yeah. what's interesting just going back the other day i was taking the 
I was, I was, I transfer, I take the L train. I was taking the L train. I got off at 14th street to take the C or the E train. And when I came down the steps, everyone's head was down. down. Mm-hmm. Everyone was on their phone. And, you know, the, this is the age of knowing only how to communicate in LOLs or IDKs or something and OMG. not knowing. <laughs> So <laughs> and not knowing yeah. how to really mm-hmm. communicate and so actual face-to-face human interaction seems somewhat mm-hmm. awkward because people don't know how to do right. that. Yeah. And 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 so in Ariana's book she's saying a digital detox. Like for me it's very easy to jump off Facebook and don't go on for months. Yeah. I I actually for a very for almost two years, I was barely on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Maybe once in a while, if someone tagged me and it was because of Stacy tagging me and everything that, you know, people see me and I go in and I, I like it or something. Yeah. But it's easy for me to step back because at the end of the day, you know, the, the human interaction, my family, it's important. And it's, and so I think you're right. The one thing that we can carry over from my grandmother's, my mom's generation is an importance of family and spending time with family, mm-hmm. um, doing things. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we all sit down around the table all the time and mm-hmm. have a big, you know, family discussion. It could be playing a game. And, you know, two weeks ago, my brother was here and I said, come on, let's play some games. And we we're playing Boggle and Cameron. My niece that just walked by, she was like, Auntie Carrie, can we play Boggle? Can we play Boggle? And it was just like, I felt bad because I was coming home late and yeah. I couldn't do it with her, but I promised to do it with her soon. But it's it's creating moments where it's not tied to a phone or something like that or yeah. a gadget, something that reinforces the human interaction. Yeah, I think that that's important. I remember I was with Sanai. We went to the um, dentist's office and in two kids walk with, they both had their separate iPads. The dentist had iPad games and they were still fighting. I'm like, hello. Like I didn't even get a computer until I went to college. Exactly. My own computer. Anyway, my dad um, built a computer for me, but I like, you know, though, but he built a computer for me and I was just like, Oh, you can do that. Dad. Like I would, I could type and you know play the little munchy game and <laughs> floppy disk were floppy disks yes so you know we have a certain appreciation for the nostalgia that our kids genuinely won't have yeah. but they'll have their own thing. thing right and i think you know recognizing that you know it is how they communicate right. so how do we communicate with them in a way that they're comfortable with you know, like it, it's, I think that that's going to be my, my struggle is really understand. And then not it's only, th- not only that, I think her dependency on devices and everything else is really a reflection With of me. me. Right. So if we're going out to a restaurant and she's like, mommy, can I have your, I, your, your phone? Cause I don't let her take her tablet. Mm-hmm. It must mean that my phone is out and I really should be putting it away. <laughs> My son so was like, "Is like you know, you know that nook. value." Yeah, he's two. He's like, "Want nook, want nook." Like, is that a Dr. Seuss book? <laughs> he said, "Want nook, mommy, nook charging." He's like, "Mommy, nook want to charge." You know, and people are like, you know, kids shouldn't be exposed to technology so early, yeah. but it is the life that they live. Yeah, you know? they it, can't get past that. It is. It is definitely. 
So um, what did we learn today? Work-life balance is more like a teeter-totter. Yes. Um, it's okay to fail at... Absolutely. A, and get back on. It's okay to get help to clean the and house. to get help to clean the house. It's okay to not cook sometimes, I guess. Yeah. And enjoy family. Enjoy Take out family. Is good. Yes. Um, date nights and family nights. Um, what else did we learn? Limit the technology. Yes. Yes. Limit. Be in the moment. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's key. And get rest because you don't want to be miserable or cross or angry. <laughs> Me, he's a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast with Michaela. I really enjoyed it. I did too. So if you have any questions about work-life balance, if you have tips that could work for Michaela and I, I can't even pronounce, why did I, I mispronounce the name of my logo? Or my laps, according no, to her. No, okay. it's all right. Your laps is all right. All right, all right, yeah. So if you have any tips for me or Michaela to help us with our work-life balance, our work life side hustle balance yes multiple, multiple streams <laughs> balance send us an email i tweet at carry on carry on twitter and there's also carry on friends on twitter and instagram you can go facebook email me you know let us know or if you have any questions or if you have any ideas or topics for the next episode because we're going to do this again for the summer and if you don't like it's enough, or if you don't like it's all we enough, we'll we'll continue to do it as yes. long as we can yep. can do it. And um just let us know. Let us show us some love, please. We are begono. Yes. With a begono. A little bit. A little bit. A little, <laughs> little toops. And a toops Caribbean for a little bit. A little bit. All right. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much. And um, until next time, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. Thank you for tuning in to Carry On Friends. Before I go, remember, Caribbean Legal Solutions connects you with experienced and vetted attorneys across the Caribbean, ensuring that you or your family or friend find reliable help back home to deal with land issues, wills, and probate matters. Their network spans Jamaica, Trinidad, Guyana, Grenada, Dominica, Barbados, St. Vincent, and more. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com and give them a call today. This ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and is not intended to be legal advice. As always, consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation.